0: Before we do get started, before we get started, I do want to let you know the program's brought to you by the support of our listeners, and I want to thank Julianne so much for her support. and support the show on an ongoing basis at patreon.greatdetectives.net, or on a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net. Well, for the second season, and for the third, that matter, of Mystery Theater, there was a change in the actor who played uh, Mark Saber. Radio veteran Les Damon took over the role. Damon was, uh, known for many things. We've heard him already in The Thin Man and in The Adventures of the Abbots. And, uh, we will hear him in The Falcon. And so, he's our new Inspector Saber. Unfortunately, we only have his first episode, but hopefully it's a good one. Uh, sound is a little patchy in places, but, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Original air date, October the 8th, 1952. And the title is The Case of the Telltale Tie."
1: Phillips Milk of Magnesia and Bayer Aspirin bring
2: you Mystery Theater.
1: Inspector Mark Saber of the Homicide Squad. Of all the cheap, low-down dives, Mark, this little casino takes the cake. What a place to come to on our first day back in the job! Well, I would not send me worse than? Vacation's yet. over, Tim. We're not here for entertainment. All right, all right. But there's our man. All right, oh. fellas, now here you are. $5 tie's going for $1. Tell him you bought him, oh, I'm kidding about him. the cauliflower ears on him, Mark. And the size of him. A heavyweight if ever I saw one. That's yeah, one of the greatest heavyweights of them all. Tim. One of you, Now he's peddling neckties in a joint like this. How oh, the mighty have fallen. Did you ever see him in the ring, Mark? Never met one of his whites. The kid was my boyhood idol. Your boyhood idol, is it? Well, times have changed, you are now ready to arrest him for murder.
2: The case
1: of the telltale time. Countless people have discovered that when they feel logy and out of sorts because they need a laxative, the thing to take is Phillips Milk of Magnesia. For wonderfully effective Phillips, which is gentle enough for children and thorough enough for grown-ups, has for 75 years been the best laxative money can buy.
3: When you use it, you'll find that milk of magnesia provides better relief, more complete relief, than laxatives with just act on irregularity alone. This is because milk of magnesia is actually more than a laxative. It also relieves any accompanying acid indigestion. Furthermore, Phillips' milk of magnesia works
1: legally. Two-table spoonfuls with water, taken at bedtime when necessary, will work without embarrassing urgency. And by morning, Phillips will give you such thorough relief, such effective relief, you'll be able to start the new day feeling fresh as a daisy. So get Phillips tomorrow. The 25-cent size, the 50-cent size, or the economical family size. And when you buy, make sure you ask for it by name. Phillips Milk of Magnesia, the best laxative money can buy. Yes, sir, men. Absolutely guaranteed $5 dollar ties for one book. Kidna Breast, his own special brand. Anybody want a tie? Well, what are we waiting for, Mark? Why don't I go over there to have him? There's no need to embarrass him, Tim, in front of his friends. Embarrass him, is it? A man who's committed murder? We're not sure yet that he has. Besides, he's looking his way towards us. Well, Inspector
3: Toby would be able to see the meeting of what he's trying to I didn't know he would. Then I told him to arrest a great child's father being sentimental and actually judge him. Well, if he would say judge then what would he ever decide? Because he did not have the killer's instinct. What? He wouldn't have asked you a too soft part of him anymore. When the time came to the kill, he always held back. Well, he should have held back last night, not over. He's still be alive now, I think, now. There's some bloody here. Uh, you gentlemen wouldn't be interested in buying a nice tie, would you? Yes, he might be. Now, Mark. Yes, let's have a look at them, kid. Oh, oh. look in them, Get a load of this one here with the horse hands on Keep them selling like hot yeah. I'm afraid it's not quite my style. Well, oh, then I got one. Uh, I'll tell me. you the truth, kid. The only one I really like is the one you're wearing yourself. Is there one? Yes, haven't got matter like it, have you? Man? Yeah, I'm out of them. Unless you have the one I got on, only it ain't clean it. See that big spot on it there? Yes, it is. Uh, well, I guess it'll have to be the hula answer then. Have you didn't Two dollars a me? No, no, only one buck, mister. I wouldn't want to hook you. <laughs> and I sure wish I had another demon like this. I stole the last one last night. Honey, I you ask? Who to sell it, neither? Why, was it not Porter who bought it? Oh, yeah, right. He's that baby low-dunce. Of- Oh, how did you know it was, Matt Porter? Maybe you know a lot of things you wish you didn't know, kid. Huh? Oh, now, wait a minute. Who are you,
1: man? I'm driving alone. And this is Inspector Stable. Welcome. Homicide. Oh, oh, cops, huh? Sit down, kid. We want to ask you a few questions. Yes, like, for instance... Is it true you blew your top at Matt Porter here in little Casino last night? Yeah, sure, that's true. Why wouldn't I? He come in here, see, and he bought that green tie for me. Then he tries pushing me around, calling me a punchy old bum. You and Matt never were very good friends, were you? At least not after he ran off with your wife. That's what he done, all right, ten years ago. Me, I'm all washed up and flat broke then, you see. damn, he's a big promoter. So he talked Sprace into ditching me and marrying him. She wouldn't have done a thing like that without he talked her into it. it. Sounds like you're still carrying a torch for her, kid. So you hated Porter, and last night you swore you'd get even with him, hmm? I ain't denying it, Inspector. Now you're denying that you murdered him? Huh? Murdered? But right, uh, he ain't dead. Man ain't dead. He's been dead since early this morning, kid. His body was found this afternoon in his car parked at the end of a blind alley. I ain't never... I didn't know he was kid. He was shot after up here, kid, within an hour after your scrap with him. Oh, now, wait a minute. You can't blame me. I didn't now lie on him, kid. You said you'd get even with him, and you did. You were waiting for him in his car. You shoved a gun against his head and made him drive to a lonely spot, and then you let him have it. No, no, I never. I wouldn't do nothing like that. I wouldn't kill nobody. They're under arrest, kid. No! no wait! Now, she's getting away. I'd better stop him. But don't fire at him, Tim. But not... Well, okay. I suppose you're right. The might hit one of the paying customers. That's right. That is what you're afraid of, isn't it, Matt? I think it was. Or was I afraid you
2: might hit my
1: boyhood idol? Mm. Well, sorry to trouble you again, Mrs. Porter.
2: It's no trouble, Inspector. But I'm afraid I told you everything I know about Matt's death. When we were here earlier this evening. Well, things have been happening since then, ma'am.
1: We uh, caught up with your first husband.
2: With the kid? Hey. Yeah. Well, did he admit he killed Matt?
1: No, on the contrary. He denied it.
2: Well, of course. Oh, that poor boy. I suppose I should hate him, but I, I just can't. I'm sure he didn't know what he was doing. You really believe he's not responsible for his actions? You must have seen yourself, Inspector, how confused his mind is.
1: Well, confusion's one thing, Mrs. Porter. The capacity for violence is quite
2: another. Oh, the kid can be violent, believe me. You must have a reason for saying that. After all, Sergeant, I was his wife for three years. Mm. Should know something about him.
1: Do you happen to know anything about his friends, Mrs. Porter? His friends? Yes, people he might have gone to now that he's in trouble. You see, he gave us the slip, ma'am. We put out a bulletin to have him picked up, but so far there's been no sign of him. We thought you might remember some of his favorite haunts.
2: Well, it's been a long... Time and I Oh, I hate this. You're asking me to betray a man I want love. A man
1: you think killed your husband, and the man you say is a threat to society.
2: Even a threat to me, Inspector. If the kid I'd accused him, if he took it into his head to come here. Exactly,
1: so the quicker we find him, the safer you'll be. Yes.
2: Yes, that's true. Well, there was a man named Harry Wills. He was one of the kid's trainers. Oh? The kid always trusted him. Of course, I don't even know how he's still in the city. Oh, well,
1: would your husband's secretary know?
2: Hugh Conway?
1: Yes, the man we spoke with here before. He seems familiar with the local fight picture. Well,
2: uh, yes. Hugh might be helpful. He's back in that study. I'll call him for you. Oh, Hugh. Can you come in here for a minute? Be right with you, Grace.
1: Well, back again, huh, gentlemen?
2: Hugh, do you happen to know if Harry Waltz is still living in Los Angeles?
1: Sure he is. Though he probably wishes he wasn't. Well, why do you say that, Conway? Money troubles, Sergeant. Well, he's running the Acme Gymnasium, but it's not paying off. The Acme Gymnasium, is it? That sounds like our first stop. Let's go, Sergeant. Okay, Inspector.
2: Uh, much obliged to you, ma'am. Not at all, Sergeant. And good luck, Inspector.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Porter. <laughs> oh, 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 Grace, you're wonderful.
2: Then you heard?
1: Every word. I was right outside the door. Come here, darling.
2: Oh, no. She is still outside. I can't help
1: it. A performance like that deserves a kiss. Darling. I knew I was in love with a beautiful woman, but I didn't know she was a great actress, too. (laughs) (laughs) The best part was when you stalled. You're asking me to betray a man I once loved. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid I was laying it off too sick. No, they swallowed it
1: whole <laughs> uh, You, um, uh, you really don't feel the least bit sorry for the kid, do you?
2: Somebody has to take it back to Matt's death, darling Well, why shouldn't it be that dumb ex-husband of mine? Who cares what happens to Kid Nebraska? <laughs>
1: Hey, Harry. Well, the big boy himself. How you doing, kid? Hey, Harry, I got to talk to you. Private. I'm in the jam, Harry. Then Harry, washes is your man, kid. Let's go back in my office. Okay. Hey, grab a chair. Uh, what's on your mind, as we laughingly call it? Hey, Harry, Matt Porter's dead. He got murdered. Yeah, and they think I done it. I never did it, but they think I did. And the cops are trying to put the pinch on me. Phew. You are in the jam, ain't you? When did this happen? Last night. Right after he left the casino... That's what I want to ask you about, Harry. Wasn't I with you last night? Right after I got through selling ties, didn't I come up to your place and play Pinochle? Oh, you mean if you were with me last night, you couldn't have killed my porter? Yeah, yeah. I got an alibi then, see? Yeah, yeah. she. You know, what right about it, Harry? You remember. That was last night, wasn't it? Gee, kid, I wish I could say it was, but it was the night before. That's... Oh. Oh, well, then I ain't got no alibi, huh? Afraid not, and I can't help you. Too many people know I wasn't playing pinnacle with you last night. Oh, I could have swore. Hey, Harry, what am I going to do? How am I going to prove I never killed Matt? You'd have to put the finger on the person who did kill him. But how do I know who done it? You don't, neither do I. It don't hurt the guest, though, does it? Oh. You should take kid. I'm going to the next room. Use the phone. The phone? What for, Harry? What for? Why, uh, I'll see if I can find a place for you to lay low. Oh, gee, thanks, Harry. You're a real pal. The information? Uh, Give me the number of Matt Porter's residence on PLO Drive. Uh, What's that? Uh, Wait, wait, I'll write it down. Carberry 99717. Okay. Grace, this is Harry Walsh.
2: Well, well, Harry. Long time no see.
1: Yeah, Grace. Look, a mutual acquaintance of ours just stumbled in here. You know who that would be?
2: A punchy ex-hog, I imagine?
1: Yeah, yeah. He told me what happened to Matt. Sorry to hear about that.
2: You didn't call just to offer condolences, I'm sure.
1: No, no, I didn't. Grace, I can alibi the kid. He was playing pinochle with me last night when Matt got bumped off. I could tell the cops that, and then they couldn't pin the rap on the kid. Now, you want I should do that, Grace?
2: What makes you think I care what you do?
1: Just a wild hunch. I figured it might be worth money to you if I didn't alibi the kid.
2: How much money?
1: Things have been rough, Grace. I'm in the hole about $10,000. right,
2: Harry. $10,000. i
1: have got to have it now.
2: I'll need a day of time. Now,
1: I said. I got the, con- the kid convinced he wasn't with me last night. If the door ain't here in an hour, I'll unconvince him.
2: All right. I'll send Matt's secretary over with it.
1: Good enough. Nice talking to you again, Grace. Keith, hey, Harry, you dirty rascal. I heard you talking to Grace, wasn't you? You were selling me out for ten years. Now, 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 hold him. My ex-wife Kit. and she's framing me. My best friend and he's selling me out. I ought to kill a both of you. Kid, s- now listen. Trying to me. make me take the rap for something i never done. Only you won't get away with it.
2: Nobody's framing me. You don't. me, Keith. Kid.
1: If this is the Eckley Gymnasium, Mark, I can understand why Mr. Harry Walsh is losing money on it. Who'd ever hang around a dingy-looking place like this for his health? Good Nebraska for one, I hope. The door's open. Let's walk in. The gym must be down the hall, Tim. If the kid is here, he won't get away this time, I promise you. Now, let's not play rough with him, Tim, unless he forces us to. Oh, for the love of heaven, Mark, you talk like he was a babe in the wood. Oh, Mark, what a collection of bruisers. <laughs> hey, you, fella. What do you want, pal? We're looking for Harry Walsh. What's in his office, that door back there? Alone? Nah, kid in Nebraska's with him. No, thanks. Well, looks like Grace Porter's guess was right, Tim. Come on, Mark. Let's go pick up our murderer. If that's what he is. So Even though it breaks your heart, that's what he is. All right. We barge right in? Yes, go ahead. But this time, I'm keeping the gun ready. Here we go. What? A... Mark. There's no one in here. There was someone, though, very recently. Huh? The cigar in that ashtray is still burning. The kid must have seen us coming. It's... There's another room right off this one. Let's have a look. Nope. Not a soul in here either. I think you're wrong, Tim. That great Caesar's ghost on the floor over there. Yes, a man lying behind the desk. It ain't Kid Nebraska, Mark. So it's probably Harry Walsh. Well, let's say it was Harry Walsh. Before your babe in the woods caught up with him. Whenever you wake up in the morning with an ordinary headache and are afraid you're in for a bad day, take two Bayer aspirin tablets with a full glass of water the moment you get up. Chances are, before you finish dressing, your headache will be gone and your day will be saved. Thousands use Bayer Aspirin in this way and get reliable, fast-acting relief. And one reason is that Bayer Aspirin tablets start to disintegrate almost instantly. To see this astonishingly fast disintegrating action, drop a Bayer Aspirin tablet in a glass of water. Before it reaches the bottom of the glass, it will start to disintegrate. It does the same in your stomach. And that's one reason why Bayer Aspirin tablets give such fast relief. In addition, Bayer Aspirin means dependable relief. No other pain reliever can match its record of use by millions of normal people without ill effect. Mark, there's no use wasting time here. Oh, just a moment, Tim. This man isn't dead. What? He hasn't even been seriously injured. He's only knocked off. See, you're right, Mark. There's this spot in this where The kid must have landed a hillmaker. Yeah, it's just like old times. When the kid landed one, it stayed landed. No, oh, I'd better call the doctor. There's a telephone on that just there. Yes, and a pad for phone numbers. I imagine Walsh has the nearest MD listed for his patrons. Now let's see. Oh, oh, Mark, he's coming too. Hmm? What did you say, Tim? He's coming too. No need to call a doctor. Oh, all right. All right, all right. Step of it, man. Step of it. You're not hurt, so bad. So, Tim... Does this phone number mean anything to you? Which? It's scribbled on the top of the pad here. Carberry nine nine seven one seven. Yeah. Boy, that's the number of the portal home. But what's it doing on this fella's desk? An interesting question. Maybe Mr. Walsh would like to answer it himself. I don't know nothing about it. Oh, come on. Come on now, buddy. Sit up. You're okay now. You are Harry Walsh, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. I'm Harry Walsh. We're from homicide. We're looking for Kid Nebraska. Well, I ain't seen him. Now that's a stupid lie, man. One of your own boys out there told us that you were in here with him. All right, I have seen him. So what? It was he who slugged you, wasn't it? Maybe. Why did he do it? He didn't like my looks, maybe. And maybe we don't like your answers, Mr. Walsh. All right, easy, Tim. Walsh, look. The kid came to you for help. You brought him into the next room, according to the man out in the gym. Now, he must have told you his story, and then you came in here to use the phone. You wrote Grace Porter's number down on this pad, and so my guess is you called her. Whatever you said to her... Must have made the kid angry and he knocked you out. Keep talking, Pepper. it's your turn to talk now. Why did you call Grace Porter? Suppose I don't feel like talking. Sergeant, what's the penalty for being an accessory to murder? It's going to cost me ten grand if I talk. Who offered you that much to keep silent? Come on, man. What good's ten grand going to do you if you're going to be sitting in the jug for twenty years? That's what I'm thinking. Okay, okay. Grace Porter offered it to me. Why? It was worth that to her if I'd help her frame Kidney Breast. Frame him? You mean the kid's innocent? He was playing pinochle with me at the time Matt Porter was murdered. Well, i be But a... well, you were right about the kid all alone. So it seems. Go on, Walsh. Why did Grace want the kid framed? Did she kill Matt herself? I don't know. All she wanted him was to take the raft. The kid couldn't remember where he was last night, so I told her I'd string along for the 10 Gs. And the kid must have overheard your deal with Grace, hmm? That's right. He slugged me and pouted now you know as much as I do. Well, there ain't much, but at least we're sure the kid didn't commit murder. Doesn't that make you feel good, Inspector? Not quite as good as I expected it to. What do you mean? The kid knows now. That his ex-wife framed him. Oh. The woman he's been carrying a torch for for ten years. And she tried to throw him to the wolves. If you and I don't move fast, Tim, the kid will commit Murder. <laughs>
2: Yes? Grace, it's you, Darling, where are you? At a drugstore around the corner from Walsh's gym. You've been there already? You gave the money to Harry? I was there, but I didn't give him the money. Saber and Maloney got there just ahead of me. Who? Huh?
1: I saw their car, and I hung around outside Walsh's door. Grace, he was spilling everything to
2: them. No. Don't mean he told me. Everything. everything. They
1: pulled a phony jail thread on him, and he folded.
2: When I left, he was alibying the kid and describing your little frame-up. My little frame-up? Our little frame-up, darling? All right, it's no time to argue. Good to move fast. But where can we go? Mexico. Remember that little hotel in Ensenada? I'll meet you there. But Hugh... Get together all the money you can. I'll use the ten grand we were going to get walls. When we meet, we can... do. Listen it. to me. I'm not going to do this. I have no intention of spending the rest of my life running away from the law. Not even for you, darling. But you haven't any choice. Oh, yes, I have. I can wait right here till Inspector Saber comes and then tell him the truth. Grace, are you crazy? It's not in the least, Hugh. I simply... Oh. I want to talk to you, Grace. Grace, no. what's the matter? It's a kid... He's here. I can't talk anymore.
1: You tried to frame me, didn't you, Grace?
2: Kid, listen. I can explain. You thought
1: a punchy sap like me wasn't worth nothing to nobody. No. You thought nobody cared about playing, didn't you? Didn't you, Grace? No. How could you do that to me? And me being nuts about you all these years. How could you?
2: Kid, I'm sorry. You ain't
1: even worth loving, Grace. You ain't even worth living. No, don't. Don't.
2: Yeah. Kid, stop. No. No. <laughs>
1: To get ahead of that truck, Kim? He's slowing us down. Now, take it easy, Mark. After all, we don't know for sure that the kid's outgarden for his ex-wife. It's a logical assumption. Mm-hmm. What a dirty double-crosser that Porter Day must be. Yes, I wonder if she also happens to be a murderer. It yeah, wouldn't surprise me none. Uh, did you notice a little feeling of romance in the air at that house this evening, Mark? you think she and Conway are in love? Well, he's a lot closer to her age than Matt was. And I wouldn't say that she seemed exactly grief-stricken about Matt dying. Yes, you may have something there, Tim. What's more, Matt Porter was a rich man. Yeah, it... The two of them could live very comfortably off the estate he left. Well, step on it, Tim. It's only a few blocks more. Yeah, I've got the gas down to the floor now, Mark. Yeah, uh, the next street's Paola Drive. You turn right at this corner here... Look at the Pete. What's the matter? Why are you stopping? Mark, look who's standing there in the corner. Kid in Nebraska. Yes. Looking like he's lost his last friend. You want to talk to him, don't you, Mark? of course I do. Look that! The big lugs crying. Kid, what? Kid, come here. Oh, 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 it's you, Inspector. I was climbing back there. What are you doing in this neighborhood, kid? Where have you been? Uh, I, I couldn't do it. I I went there to Jordan and then I couldn't. Went where to do what? I went to see Grace. I was going to kill her. She framed me, Inspector. She saw me down the river. Yes, we know all about that. What happened when you got there? Yeah, nothing happened. I couldn't do it. Why not? I don't know. I guess I just ain't no killer. Same like when I was in the ring. Couldn't have a slug a guy when I had him on the ropes. I grabbed her, I was going to choke him and... and... Then I let her go. Get moving, Tim. Up to the porter place. Right. She deserved killer, no. She ain't got no right to be alive. Kid, what happened to your tie? Huh? No, what'd you say, Inspector? Your tie. The green one you were wearing at the little casino this evening. Where is it? My tie? Hey, that's right. It's gone, ain't it? I don't know what happened. I guess I must have took it off somewhere. Why would you have done that? I don't know, Inspector. I, I've been on a run all night. I guess I got hot or something. Oh, my collar. I don't remember. I, I don't remember it. All right. Time our Kidney. We'll go in and get Grace Porter's version of what happened. I don't even want to see her again, Inspector. That ain't hard to understand, kid. I have a few questions to ask her and Hugh Conway. I want you to be present. Well, okay, Only I ain't gonna say nothing to her. Bring the bell, Tim. no need to, Mark. Somebody's opening the door. Inspector Sabre. Thank heavens you're here. I was just trying to reach your office. Why, what's the matter, Conway? I you? got home myself just a moment ago. Sergeant, don't let that man get away from you. Hey, I ain't trying to get away. What's eating you, man? What's happened? Follow me. I'll show you what's happened. In here, in the living room... There's what's happened. Holy Grace! That's how I found her when I walked in, lying there like that. Is she dead, Mark? Yes, she's dead, all right. Strangled to death. With that necktie that's around her neck? Yes. A green tie, it is. A tie just like the one you were wearing, kid, and aren't wearing any more. And that's all I can tell you, Inspector. I was out for a while, and... Out, out. where, Conway? Why, in Downtown. Grace asked me to do an errand for her. I called her from a pay phone, and in the middle of our conversation, she screamed. She said Kid Nebraska had walked in, and she hung up. She was obviously frightened. Sure she was. Why shouldn't she be? I told you, Inspector, I grabbed her and started choking her, but I never killed her. I let her go. Yes, long enough to take off your tie and start using it on her. No, I never. I swear I then never. maybe you can explain how the tie got around her throat. I don't know. I tell you, I lost that tie. Really, Inspector, isn't this a little absurd? What's to be gained by all this talk when you've got your murderer? He's right, Mark. I know how you feel, but we're wasting time. Yes, I suppose we are. Everything does seem quite clear, Inspector. You don't think I've done this? I never. No use, kid. No matter how loud you holler, that necktie is what's going to convict you. I disagree, Tim. The necktie is what's going to save him. What? Save him, is it? What are you talking about, Sabre? Has it occurred to you to wonder, Tim, why a man as powerful as Kid Nebraska here, a man whose hands are notoriously strong, would bother to take off his tie to strangle a weak woman? Well, now that you mention it, Inspector, it is a question. Not a very important one, I should say. The fact remains that the kid was here and admittedly threatened Grace, and that it's his tie. Wrong, Conway. I saw the kids tie myself earlier this evening. He called my attention to the fact that it was soiled. Yeah, yeah, that's right. My tie had a big spot on it. But the tie around Mrs. Porter's throat is brand new and spotlessly clean. It's never been worn. No, that means nothing, Sabre. It only shows that the kid used one of the other ties he had for sale. He probably carried it in his pocket. Wrong again, Conway. The kid had no green ties like this one left. I tried to buy one from him, but he was all out of them. Mark, do you remember? He said he sold the last one to Matt Porter. I did. Exactly. And the one he sold to Matt was the one used to strangle Matt's widow. It must have been lying here in the house since Matt brought it home last night. Now who's wrong, Saber? According to your own theory, Matt didn't come home last night. He was shot in his car just after he left the little casino. It was a mistaken theory, Conway. Matt Porter did come home. The presence of the tie here in the house proves that. Then maybe he was murdered right here, Mark. Yes, he probably was, Tim. His body was carried out to his car and driven across town to the blind alley where it was found this afternoon. You think Grace done it, Inspector? Grace killed Matt? No, kid. If she had, there'd been no reason for killing her. I of you, Mark. She was bumped off because she knew who murdered Matt? That's right, Tim. The person who murdered Matt was afraid Grace would expose him. He may even have warned him that she would. Perhaps when he called her on the phone. So he came rushing back here to stop her. Now, he may have seen the kid leaving the house without a tie, and he got the bright idea of strangling Grace with the tie Matt had bought from the kid. He thought that would establish the kid's guilt. Unfortunately, he didn't take into consideration... Mark, Mark, he's getting away! Stop him, kid! Don't worry, I'll stop him like
2: this! Ah.
1: Yeah. That ought to hold Mr. Conway for a while, huh? Well, the saints preserve us. That left hook. What a beautiful thing to behold. Yes, indeed, it always was, Tim. Kid, you're still tops. Gee, thanks, Inspector. Now, let's get Mr. Hugh Conway down to headquarters where we can book him for two murders. And after that... Yes, Mark? After that, what? Why, after that, Tim, I'm going to fulfill a lifelong ambition. I'm going to take Kid Nebraska to dinner.
3: Hello, mystery lovers. I'm Jennifer Moss, author of Town Red, the first in a series of mysteries with a metaphysical twist. Town Red has received critical acclaim and all 5 stars from avid mystery readers just like you. Town Red and the rest of my books are available in print and in ebook on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. For more information, visit my website, jennifermoss.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of
0: Old Time Radio. Welcome back! Well, I uh, actually really enjoyed that episode. Um, I think Les Damon turned in a good performance, and I, I liked uh, some of the plot twists uh, in terms of uh, figuring out who did the actual uh, murder. And it was nice to give Saber this very uh, tender side, and I have to say that as counter-programming against the Hummerts, um, this was pretty effective because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I thought that it was a really good series for what it was. And, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Uh, and we do have some listener comments, uh, from listeners who, uh, have, uh, enjoyed that. And, uh, we'll start with, uh, those, uh, with, uh, uh, Jack, who writes, I find, uh, The ABC Mystery Time Unique. I've heard uh, programs based in Los Angeles about detectives in New York, Broadway is my beat, or Chicago. But I think uh, ABC Mystery Theater is the first time I've heard uh, based in New York about a detective in L.A. Sorry there are not more episodes. Like the characters and the plots. Well, thanks so much, Jack. And uh, we have uh, another one here. Uh, this one. Zant uh, offers uh, th- uh, this one says, uh, okay, the Phillips Milk of Magnesia ad on ABC Mystery Theater is laugh out loud comedy. I almost spilt out my drink on the line about buying for the whole family. <laughs> Yeah, I I have to also admit that the laxative uh, commercial on this one was um, really uh, interesting. I was kind of like, really? Um, And then uh, finally, just one more comment. uh, This one uh, from Robert, uh, who writes in, uh, I love this, it's on my iPhone and iPad. Uh, And I listen to old-time radio all the time. Well, thanks so much for your comment, and thanks so much for listening. Well, that will do it for now and for ABC Mystery Theater. uh, We will be back uh, tomorrow with yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And next Thursday, it's Boston Blackie. In the meantime... Send your comments to Box 13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham,
2: and all.